H.E. News, episode number 26. You're listening to Health Empowerment News with Doc Woodruff. This week, we talk more about the devastation in Japan, the nuclear power plant radiation, and what you can do about it. Welcome back to Health Empowerment News. I'm Andrew McGivern, and I'm here in the studio with Croft Woodruff. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Croft. And uh, we were talking on the phone earlier uh, this week about what's going on in Japan, and you what did you have to say about, about the radiation and everything? Well, it looks to me that, uh, well, I look at it this way. You know that the government officials are lying because their lips are moving when it comes to uh, what's in store for us in dealing with uh, this problem. Um, so that's the old somebody, joke. Yeah, well, somebody like myself, I'm, I'm 76 years old. In fact, I'll be 77 in August uh, this year. And uh, I probably only have a few years left of my life. And uh, that's one thing I'm not going to be worrying about what this stuff does to me, because at this juncture, there's not much I think that I could do about it. Uh, For someone much younger than I, then uh, I think you're going to have to eat as healthy as you can. I think it would be a good idea to find a plot of land that you can grow your own food, or uh, as much of it as you can. And, um, and of course, uh, anything coming out of Japan, I wouldn't be, um, uh, I wouldn't be buying at all as far as uh, food products are concerned. Mm-hmm. So you're taking, um, basically what you're saying is all, all the things that you're recommending to prevent uh, damage from the radiation, you're all, that's basically your daily regimen anyways. I would say probably. Uh, I, I take an enormous amount of vitamin C, for instance, uh, because it does several things for me. Uh, I have a few health issues as far as uh, my left uh, hip is concerned. And uh, when I take enough vitamin C and vitamin uh, D as well as uh calcium and magnesium in equal amounts, by the way, uh, I, I do believe that they help to uh, counteract uh, some of the problems that are caused by the painkiller that I have to take, you know, when things really get bad. And, uh, you know, it's really amazing what uh, whoever is responsible for this in whole universe, the wonderful gifts that it has given mankind to use in terms of staying alive, keeping healthy, to undo the harm that is done when we are unhealthy, when we make mistakes, when we have injuries, and, uh, and we can't really appreciate that, can we, uh, when we see the things that we're doing to this planet and to our fellow creatures that have to suffer through it. And I'm thinking of the radiation left behind by these power plants that are now in some sort of uh, state of damage and uh, putting uh, 
nuclear energy into the environment that uh, we don't know really how to deal with it. Well, they've upgraded it to uh, to the highest level now. It's uh, seven, I gather. Yeah, it's level seven, and 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 that's uh, at par with uh, the Chernobyl disaster. And we really don't know how bad that is yet. Uh, this I can tell you. I mean, from what I know, for instance, of depleted uranium, uh, which uh, our governments illegally, and when I say our governments, that includes Britain, France, uh, the United States, and Canada, any of the NATO participants that use depleted uh, uranium uh, in their shell casings or their shells that they use to shoot up tanks and anything else that gets in their way. Uh, this metal is so dense, it goes through steel like a knife would go, a hot knife would go through butter. And once it's inside the, inside the tank, it explodes, and uh, anything inside that, uh, that is alive is just destroyed. Anything that is combustible is destroyed. It burns up. And uh, so there's residue of that. And, uh, and I, I'm horrified when I see these tanks that have been destroyed on the side of a highway, and you see kids playing around them. You see adults standing on top, in, on top of the tank, grinning from ear to ear. I mean, these are the rebels that I think. Unfortunately for them, they're going to have a smile on the other side of their face when uh, the effects of the depleted uranium have. I remember a, a nuclear engineer. He has an open line program on a, a station out of San Francisco. Uh, usually, I think it's on the weekends, uh, Saturday and uh, Saturday and uh, Sunday nights, uh, sometime after 11 o'clock, I think. It's a very powerful station, a 50-kilowatt station at 8, I think it's 8, eight 10 uh, kilohertz. And uh, he, oh, it's harmless, he said. This is a lie. This is a blatant lie. This stuff is, you might as well be picking up hydrochloric acid for what it does to the body, ultimately. Well, we're Unbelievable. We're seeing the, uh, the results of it already with uh, miscarriages and birth defects. That's and, right. And we're seeing uh, children being born with cleft palate, uh, other conditions known as neural tube defects. Uh, the latest one I heard is a baby born with three heads. Uh, they have genital uh, deformities. Well, I've heard the old saying, two heads are better than one, but I, I don't know about three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three. The third one might just get in the way. Uh, well, it ain't funny, McGee. <laughs> and I guess what I they guess must do is they put them this. out of their, their misery. But, I mean, this is what those people are going to have to face for several generations. And this is what's going to happen, I think, in, uh, in and around uh, uh, Fukushima or whatever they call mm. that place. And you'll have to pardon my chi my Japanese isn't all that great. It's not all that great at all at the best of times. But uh, the bottom line is that uh, the children that are yet to be born are the ones that are going to have a really horrible, a horrible life to face. Mm -hmm. And I think we all are to a lesser or greater degree depending on how much life is left to each of us. 
And I think, yes, uh, there are things that you're going to have to look at. I've heard of things like uh, liquid uh, kelp. Uh, zeolite is something that somebody was asking me about. I really don't know anything about it. I was just more upset about the fact that uh, somebody like me, which with uh, a few years left of my life, <laughs> that I'm going to be worried about uh, how long I'm going to live uh, with uh, only a few short years. I'm six, 76, yeah, uh, losing my memory. And I'll be lucky if I have 10 years ahead of me, you know? And uh, am I going to be spending all my working days, you know, breathing days, worrying about what I'm putting into my body? I guess I'm going to have to, to a lesser or greater degree, and take certain foods, hopefully, that are going to have some mitigation. I know one thing. Uh, well, I, think I take a lot of vitamin C, and I take calcium and magnesium, and I take zinc. Uh, well, the, uh, radio, the the potassium iodine, uh, I really don't know enough about it to really comment on it. But uh, I think uh, you better find a good uh, medical doctor and uh, uh, certainly a holistic medical doctor that uh, more or less has uh, his gears together on this sort of thing. I think what you just said is good advice for anybody, not just... Uh somebody, uh, you know, 77 years old, uh, there's so much happening in the world. Uh, this is one disaster, but there's all sorts of horrible things that are going on. Uh, and you can't spend your entire time mulling about it, uh, being upset about, uh, what's going on and being, you know, sure you can, you can do what, whatever you, you feel you can do about it and, uh, get the word out and things like that. But at the end of the day, there's all sorts of good things going on in the world too. And uh, focusing only on the negative is, is only going to uh, cause more. It amplifies things, unfortunately. Yeah, it's going to suppress your immune system. You'll end yeah. up being uh, you know, less healthy as a result. So yeah. You've got to be outlook. positive in your thinking and uh, you've got to be happy in your outlook, positive in your outlook. Yes. And you, ha you cannot afford to dwell on the negative. And also, but you do have to take cognizant that these things are coming at you and you've got to take certain steps to help your body as much as you can under the circumstances. Absolutely. Focus on what you can control, not on what you can't control. Because uh, what's happened in Japan, we don't have any control over that. No. But we do have control over what we eat. and We what have we... some control over our politicians, not as much as we would like to think we do. But I think we should be letting these politicians know that they've put their foot in it. Yeah, and we can, uh, as you know, living in a democratic society, we can let our politicians know that we want to move away from nuclear power, because as we talked uh, in our last episode about nuclear power being the cleanest, so-called cleanest form of, of energy, that's all well and good uh, until something like a natural disaster happens, a tsunami, an earthquake. Uh, I mean, who could see that coming? Well, I guess in Japan, they should have seen it coming because it's uh, it's in a an earthquake zone. The fire zone of fire, they call it. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, we're in an earthquake zone here yes, on the west coast of North America, and uh, we have we don't have in in Vancouver. We don't have a nuclear power plant, but there is one a couple hundred kilometers south in the state of Washington. And, yeah, there's uh, uh, that's your think of the Hanford. Uh, uh, the Hanford uh, uh, complex that they have in uh, in uh, 
south of the um, uh, Columbia River's uh, Cooley, Grand Coulee Dam area, the uh, Roosevelt uh, Reservoir, that area. And uh, they've been storing nuclear waste in an area where they shouldn't have been because it leaks, you know. They have problems with it going into the groundwater, and I'm pretty sure that the Columbia River is getting a, a dose of it uh, below Grand Coulee for sure. And on the way to, uh, you know, the Pacific Ocean uh, at uh, near Portland, Oregon. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure of any other nuclear plants in uh, in uh, Washington State. But they have them in California. That's an earthquake zone. And they sure have a lot of them in other parts of the United States. Well, I think in Ontario, there's, if I'm not mistaken, there's about eight, mm-hmm. eight of them. Uh, they account for about 40% of the power for they need. for Ontario, the mm-hmm. current power production in Ontario. And uh, interesting, um, what's happened uh, now is that some countries uh, are have announced they're going to take some drastic steps to eliminate nuclear power. And Germany, in particular has uh, declared they were already saying that they want to move away from it over the next uh, 20 years or so well they could see the hazards and having to deal with it yeah and so as a result of the the disaster in japan they've announced that it's underscored things yeah they've got like uh, they're fast tracking it they're going to eliminate nuclear power and for in terms of in terms of the percentage of total power production in germany where they're looking at about 40% as well, uh, 35 to 40%, I believe, of their reliance on nuclear energy. Uh, unfortunately, other countries uh, aren't as uh, lucky in terms of having other forms of power, like, for instance, France relies on nuclear energy for 70% yeah. or more yeah. of their uh, of their consumption. Yeah. So, you know, some certain countries like France would have a, would have a, a very difficult time yeah. uh, getting off of nuclear power in a short period of time. It's going to be more of a long-term uh, effort. They're going to have to uh, be looking at their technology and or improving it and developing it, and that is, of course, uh, solar energy and uh, storing s- the sun's energy for mm-hmm. release at a more convenient time. I think the, the answer is really to empower the people to... Uh, to be able to uh, come up with solutions on their own and invest in technologies in their own homes mm-hmm. and businesses, and to be able to sell the power back to the grid, and I know mm-hmm. this is happening, and this is happening in, in certain uh, uh, countries and jurisdictions around the world, and it seems to be um, every house that is built now, and every building, if it's got an expansive roof, it should be laid with. Uh, Solar cells. Yeah. The, uh, so imagine catch, cap, uh, capture the sun's energy and convert it into usable electricity. As the cost of the technology comes down, because it, it is coming down, and the mm-hmm. and the efficiency and the the output of these cells, the solar cells are going are going up. Uh, there's also all sorts of other uh, types of generating power in terms of kinetic energy mm-hmm. and uh, you know water power. If you have a creek mm-hmm. running through your property. Sure. There's all sorts of different things you can do. And if you have the ability to not only save your hydro bill, but also sell power back to the grid 
So the, the, your meter will be able to measure how much you're using, but also mm-hmm. how much you're giving back. Yeah, exactly. And if you could, if you could generate income for your, for your family by putting up an extra solar panel and you're going to make the money back in, say, 5, 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people would do that. And, I think so. And that would definitely uh, reduce our uh, reliance on nuclear power and, and, and would, uh, would basically make everybody uh, a, a power entrepreneur, basically. Mm-hmm. It would be anybody who is want, who wants to participate could, but uh, it's there, there's some regulatory issues and there's some hurdles and and of course the the uh, establishment who is profiting from power production is is they're not res- going to be happy about resisting it. this. So that's uh, that's another thing. So how bad? Let's get back to Japan for a second. How bad is the situation right now? Uh, I know I saw on Twitter uh, today that uh, one of the other. I think the Daiichi plant in um, in Japan was uh, there was smoke seen coming out of uh, the plant, and they didn't they weren't sure why they were saying that. How many plants have we got that have been affected by this uh, tsunami uh, quake affair? I think there's five or uh, five in total. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this uh, this uh, did you say Daiichi? Yeah. The uh, let me see if I have. Uh, have it here. Uh, smoke at another Japan nuclear plant. Uh, smoke briefly rose Saturday from a control panel at a Japanese nuclear power plant operated by the same company battling uh, to stop radiation seeping from And it's from a plant a that was designed by General facility. Electric? Well, very. Uh, I'm, that I don't know. but um, Very likely. Uh, there were no injuries, but the cause of the smoke at the plant in coastal Nagata Prefecture was not clear. Uh, the incident occurred in the evening during the checking of water purification equipment uh, at the complex. And the company was quoted as saying uh, that uh, it looks like it's not a big deal, but mm-hmm. we'll, um, you know, it, that'll remain to be seen. Yeah, for sure. And um, by the way, just to give you an idea just how safe they really think these plants are. You cannot buy any insurance in the event that there is um, an accident and damage. You cannot buy insurance for it all, not in the United States, and I would imagine not in this country or anywhere else for that matter, because it's just too risky. The only other thing that I know, a government initiative that is just as bad, get this, vaccines. But that's a story that we will deal with at another episode of this. Uh, well, we've program. actually dealt with uh, vaccines quite a bit in previous episodes. But, but we will uh, be dealing I mean, with it again because I got some more, <clears throat> as they say, crap to bring up. There's all sorts <laughs> of. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing well, uh, story. Is. This one yeah. will never end. But uh, the um, radioactivity has been rising off the sea uh, in the sea off the coast of uh, the. Um, northern Japan, mm-hmm. and uh, they've been trying to move all this, uh, the contaminated water, I believe it was uh, um, six tons or something like that of, uh, of, of contaminated water that they were, were moving, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the radioactivity is 6,500 times the legal limit, uh, according to samples taken on Friday, mm-hmm. which is up 1,100 times the limit uh, the day before. So levels of cesium-134 and cesium-137 uh, rose nearly fourfold 
and uh, the increased levels are still far below those recorded earlier this month before the initial leak was plugged. Mm -hmm. So when they talk about legal limits, legal for whom? Those are those are actually legal limits for people who are working in that industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, exposure for for workers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, you know, what that really means uh, in terms of general po- the general population. I don't know if they have if if there's a different uh, le- recommended legal limit uh, for that. But uh, uh, it's a scary situation, and it doesn't seem to be. Uh, it's not something that's going to go away anytime soon. Um, but like we were saying before, uh, there are things that you can do to help protect uh, yourself. Uh, Croft was saying vitamin C, uh, I guess because of the radiation causes free radical damage. Yeah, and, uh, then, and it will at least deal with that to a degree, I'm sure. And uh, But as I say, it's... You need to talk to somebody uh, who is really experienced. I'm not a physician, and uh, uh, all I know is just from my knowledge in terms of nutrition and uh, what the body needs really to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking at the website right here um, as we're talking. It's called uh, Gaia Health. Uh, information for the welfare of you and your children. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about natural products and foods that can help protect against radiation. And uh, they're saying that modern medicine can offer nothing to protect against uh, the effects of radiation poisoning. The best they have to offer is high doses of iodine, which helps to protect only the thyroid and uh, also uh, antibiotics to check to help check rampant infections in advanced stages of radiation poisoning. And the question, of course, is uh, how high, when they talk about high doses of um, potassium iodine, uh, certainly um, the provincial health minister, uh, Dr. Perry Kendall, has been saying that, uh, oh, uh, don't do this, don't do that, and... Uh, he told us that things were fine, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it seems to me they're changing their tune now. Yeah. Well, the, th- the whole thing with the, the, uh, the iodine is uh, your, your thyroid has a affinity for iodine, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll, yes. uh, when iodine it enters your body... It is an essential body, nutrient. When iodine enters your body, it's absorbed, you know, um, very quickly by the by the thyroid. Mm-hmm. So the theory for, or not the theory, but the science behind protecting your thyroid with iodine is that your your thyroid gland doesn't know the difference between radioactive iodine or non-radioactive iodine. So you got to make sure that it's getting non-radioactive. And and saturate your thyroid with iodine, mm-hmm. and then and it's got to be. Potassium iodine. Yes, and then so it's full. Uh, if it's saturated with iodine, the, the radioactive iodine that enters your system won't be absorbed by the thyroid because it's not able to to absorb anymore because mm-hmm. it's full. That, yeah. th- that's 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 the, the theory behind it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what they're saying though is that there are uh, side effects and um, uh, other potential da- uh, damage to. Uh, uh, various organs if you're taking uh, potassium iodine uh, over the long run uh, at high levels. is. W- what are your thoughts on that? 
frankly, I haven't given it that much thought at this juncture. I'm sorry to say. Okay. So uh, this this site here, they're they're mentioning that uh, in contrast to modern medicine, who has antibiotics and uh, potassium iodide or iodine uh, to protect you against radiation, that there are a number of natural uh, treatments and um, uh, things you can do to help pr- protect yourself. And, mm-hmm. and one of them is to uh, just take care of your skin. Uh, what they're saying is that your skin is the first uh, defense against uh, radiation. If you know you've been exposed, the mm-hmm. best thing to do is to remove your clothes uh, and dispose of them, mm-hmm. and wash your your skin. Uh, they're they're saying that it's a it's a um, misconception that radiation just will uh, get through you and zap you and all this. And especially alpha radiation does have to penetrate the skin, mm-hmm. and if you take care of your skin, um, you can. It will take care of whatever residue is on your skin. Is that what you're yeah, saying? By yeah. washing your, keeping yourself washed, in other words. Yep. And then the yeah. second thing they say is to protect the thyroid and uh, n- not to rush out and get into this uh, iodine business. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but by instead using products like kelp mm-hmm. and... Uh, you, you, made up a, you, you came up with a good point um, when we were talking on the phone yesterday is that you now that's all well and good before, but now where are they going to find the kelp that doesn't have some level of radioactive contamination? Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing to think about too. And that's the other thing, of course. Uh, I, your, your dietary habits are going to have to change because of uh, saltwater fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you've got shellfish that uh, filter the water, you know, and um. so uh, they're they're also saying that for iodine, the uh, government is recommending uh, to get the iodine that you uh, eat the uh, you know agribusiness uh, food stuff fortified with iodine, mm-hmm. such as condensed milk, commercial mayonnaise. Or a few others, perhaps. Uh, Use iodized salt on your food. Yeah, yeah. So these fortified iodine uh, foods uh, are, are they actually being taken up by the the thyroid? Um, there is no documentation to support that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be pointed out that fortified uh, f- milk fortified with vitamin D does not provide much vitamin D to the body. No. So probably the same thing is going on with the with foods that are fortified with iodine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're recommending that um, you get your, your iodine from, from a kelp supplement. Uh, and they go into how much iodine is really needed in, in order to protect the thyroid. Yeah. I'll put... Um, what about vitamin D? Are they talking about uh, potencies there? Because it seems to me... At least, uh, at least uh, two thousand international units of vitamin D three. Um, it's a, a it's an interesting the vitamin D thing is interesting because uh, they've got their daily recommendations and they've gone up actually ever mm-hmm. since the studies have have actually conclusively proved that uh, there is a link between vitamin D and and protection against cancer. That's right. They've actually cured cancer patients with relatively high doses of. Uh, Vitamin D, uh, and I know you follow the uh, the Vitamin D Council, yes. and their daily recommendations, what they think the daily recommended uh, amounts 
should be are far in excess of 2,000 international units. Absolutely, yeah. Well, they were curing prostate cancer patients in a, in a hospital in uh, Toronto uh, using uh, uh, something on the order of uh, 2,000 international, international units of, uh, of vitamin D3. And uh, the um, nutritionist that was working with these uh, these uh, uro, uh, urinary surgeons, I guess, or uh, they uh, he was saying, "Hey, more! Give it more! Give them more! Give them more!" And the and the, the cancers were shrinking just very very quickly. And they did a similar study in the United States, but they didn't use uh, they didn't use uh, uh, vitamin D at all. They were using some other chemical that they were hoping to get a patent on, I guess, and, uh, and they had no success at all. Wow. Um, the other thing they're saying, so after exposure, so this is uh, the kelp is, they're recommending before you want to mm-hmm. be on the, on the kelp if you know that you're going to be exposed, like uh, what's happening now with the radiations, you know, slowly seeping around uh, the world. Uh, is that after you've been exposed, they're, they're recommending uh, chelation and detox. Mm-hmm. And they're making a, po- a key point here saying that the term chelation usually refers to removing toxic heavy metals. And that's not the case in terms of nuclear radioactivity. It, they're using the same term, but it's a little different. Uh, they're talking about uh, chelating uh, radiating materials, uh, which are also heavy metals, but they're, um, they're talking about using uh, chelating agents that uh, help uh, with the um, atomic particles and waves, not just the mm-hmm. heavy metals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, by the way, uh, vitamin C is a chelating agent. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, among other things, too, there's, uh, we've, uh, I think it was episode three, you talked extensively about all the, all the benefits of vitamin C. Yeah. which are, are huge. But they're saying that uh, spirulina and chlorella um, can be useful for both reducing radiation and improving general health and uh, are both types of algae highly rich in nutrients. Now, This also it, tells us, by the way, we should be losing weight if we are overweight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, do, you, do you find... Uh, 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 like, would you recommend people to take, take are taking uh, these these algaes, uh, spirulina and well, cl- if chlorella? they if they know the source, uh, why not? Okay, uh, chlorella is often mm-hmm. uh, listed along with spirulina mm-hmm. as a radiation chelator or equivalent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then the other thing they're recommending is kombucha tea, mm-hmm. kombucha tea. And um, what do you what do you think of that? Uh, I'm not familiar with it specifically. I'm aware of it. It's uh, yeah. it's it's fairly controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's a lot of uh, a lot of products in. Um, Isn't the health the food natural, industry controversial in, in the itself? The whole natural yeah. health industry. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, Doctor um, or not Doctor. Uh, uh, he's not a doctor. Ralph, Ralph Moss. Yes. He's a PhD, I guess. Yes. Uh, he. Um, did an article about kombucha tea and, mm-hmm. and cancer in the Townsend uh, letter a while ago in his uh, letters, and it's a it's it's a little bit controversial from what I remember. And then there's a uh, bentonite clay and zeolite. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we're recommending that as well. Yeah. And uh, uh, in any situation in which the liver is asked to do extra duty, they recommend milk thistle mm-hmm. to uh, help uh, with the liver. And then they've got a whole list of various other nutrients that uh, that they recommend, like uh, pectin, calcium, uh, vegetable oils, buckwheat and millet seeds, uh, chlorophyll-rich foods such as broccoli, green cabbage, and alfalfa. Mm-hmm. Brewer's yeast uh, is noted for countering the effects of radiation. Mm-hmm. Miso soup, uh, nettles, usually mm-hmm. made into tea, so nettle tea. Burdock root, uh, the term or this item is questionable as it's known for its ability to eliminate radioactive isotopes from the body, uh, which is not the, the, uh, the issue for radiate, uh, radiation poisoning. Uh, foods noted for fighting or preventing cancer, such as dried beans, especially lentils and mung beans, cruciferous veggies like broccoli and cabbage, mm-hmm. veggies with high levels of beta carotene, black and green teas. Uh, and then vitamins and supplements, uh, they're recommending vitamin E in large doses, vitamin C in large doses, calcium large doses, uh, B-complex. Uh, excessive doses should be avoided. Uh, the symptoms of overdosing vitamin B are similar to those of underdosing. And underdosing is usually the problem with B vitamins as far as I can see. Yeah, and magnesium. A large percentage of people may be deficient in magnesium. Well, there's so much with regard to calcium and milk. Uh, without any understanding of the fact that um, for every molecule of um, calcium that you take into your body, you need an equal amount of magnesium. This regulates the heartbeat, your cardiovascular system, your pulse depends on calcium contracting the muscle, which is what uh, the artery is, as it contracts, and uh, it is... uh, Magnesium that relaxes the artery and pushes the blood along and help the heart to do its job maintaining your circulation. Mm-hmm. And then the other, the only other thing is uh, fulvic acid. Uh, fulvic acid. I'm not yeah. even familiar with that. Yeah, See, it I'm is apparently it's getting old, and I'm losing my my bearings here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many different things; it's hard to keep up on everything. But uh, this is. Uh, a mutual friend of ours is promoting a product that is made up of uh, kelp in fulvic acid, and it is, uh, you know, apparently very effective in uh, uh, helping to eliminate uranium and plutonium uh, uh, radiation from from those sources. So. Uh, I don't really know much about it either. I'll put the link on in the show notes uh, mm-hmm. at foodsornotdrugs.com. I'll put a link there so that uh, you can take a look at the research yourself. And and uh, uh, I'll put some information about that particular product. And uh, also a link to the uh, Gaia page where we were. I was just uh, reading about those um natural uh, supplements and nutrients and vitamins and foods that are anti-radiation. And that brings a point. If folks out there in uh, this wonderful world of the electronic uh, media, if you want to help this along, it would really be nice if you sent a donation. And um, we can give you, Andrew will give you an address for that. 
and uh, uh, we're not in the position right now to take um, uh, credit cards not, or bank cards, but certainly a check in the mail would be very helpful. Uh, there is a, a donation link on um, the page. Uh, it's, it, it uses PayPal. Mm. Oh, yeah. So with PayPal, you can use cre- uh, yeah. credit cards and various things. A, a lot of um, uh, different podcast shows and new media shows have a donation button, and uh, some people uh, who listen to a lot of different shows will contribute to the show just to make sure that the show keeps going right and well, that's uh, great. yeah and uh, you know we're not uh we're not um we're doing the show for free and we're not actually uh requiring uh any you know compensation or we're not no. selling the show no. but you know if you do want it, to it would certainly help uh then yeah. that is something that you definitely uh, are able to do and we definitely appreciate it and one of the things that i'm happy to do if people want to contact me by email and they have a specific question, if they have a problem that they feel I might be able to help them, then all you have to do is uh, email me at croft.woodruff at gmail.com. So croft is just C-R-O-F as in Frank, T as in Thomas, period, woodruff, W-O-O-D-R-U, double F, at the stylized a at, dot com at so, dot com so yeah. it's croft.woodruff at gmail.com gmail.com dot com. Yeah. croft.woodruff at gmail.com and you can also if you have any questions or want to participate in the show or or, or um, uh, you know, comments or or if you disagree with anything that uh, we're talking about on the show and want to put your opinion out there uh, we'll gladly bring you into the show uh, the number is one eight seven seven six three six one four seven four. That's one eight seven seven six three six one four seven four. It's also at foodsarenotdrugs.com and at the other site where the the show is syndicated on, which is podcasthero.com. So you can, um, if you uh, forget the number, just go over to foodsarenotdrugs.com and uh, it'll be on the right hand side on the sidebar of the page. And uh, yeah, we've had so we've had a number of people call in in the past, and uh, we'd love to have more of you call in. Or if you've called in before, feel free to call in again and uh, and just uh, you know, a question, comment, complaint, yeah. anything you want. Suggestions for future episodes are always welcome. Well, the thing is that, um, like myself, uh, I've been in the health food industry uh, for the, the best part of my adult life. Uh, for uh, several years, I operated a health food store in Vancouver, basically sell, selling vitamin, for minerals, s- and herbal. For several years? Isn't, wasn't that like well, 30 years? Something like that. <laughs> and um, as, uh, with regard to this, um, you're always learning. You are always learning when you get into, into health and issues of nutrition and vitamins, minerals, and herbals. And uh, so people ask me questions, and I'm only too glad to answer them if I can, and I do have some good sources that I can get answers from. So you can use that email address we've just given out, and uh, I'd be most most happy to help you. I have a story for you. 
a couple of years ago, uh, this uh, couple from uh, Central Europe. I've known them for a few years. Uh, they caught up with me at the store and uh, gave them some information to help them uh, with uh, their health and other issues relative to being in Canada. And unfortunately, the husband had a massive stroke. And uh, he was told, well, I mean, I should say his wife was told that uh, he would be... Um, lucky to come out of that uh, awake period and probably paralyzed. And, uh, and uh, if not paralyzed, uh, maybe deaf or dumb or in some way or another mute. And, uh, and it was a pretty bad situation. It was, he was that way for several months. And of course, uh, when this all took place, his wife came to me and wanted to know what she could do. And frankly, uh, I, I'm not a physician. And uh, when you're dealing with, uh, with somebody who is in a coma, if you're going to be doing anything, you're going to give them a, something like intravenous, feeding them through the vein. And, uh, and I can imagine in a, in a major hospital uh, that they're going to be uh, you know, looking at hey, vitamins uh, in the IV. I wonder. Uh, certain other things and, uh, and my answer was frankly I have no idea what you can do in a situation like that for one thing you're going to be up against the physicians because you'll be interfering with what they're doing but if it was me this is what I would do I would um, get myself a blender and put together a uh, a, um, a liquid like a brew, if you would, and fortify it with, uh, say, nutritional yeast, vitamin C, uh, vitamin E. I'd use a blender to emulsify things, and I'd get an eyedropper. And uh, every day that I visit in the hospital, and she was with him every day anyway, I'd take that eyedropper and just put a little bit in between his lips and just squeeze a few drops from the eyedropper. It's not very much. And... Uh, kind of grab the, the throat and kind of massage it, maybe to help him swallow, you know. Sure enough, unconsciously, he did swallow. And she did this for, uh, for a few months. He pulled out of that coma. He wasn't paralyzed. He wasn't deaf. He wasn't blind. He sure wasn't dumb anyway, as far as uh, his ability to speak. Uh, but... Uh, this is, this is the, uh, ironic, the award that a person can have for being loyal to somebody, you know, thick and thin. He just took off and left her. <laughs> well, know. I guess it wasn't a happy ending, but, it, it wasn't but he's not but in a coma the, anymore. But interestingly enough, who's to say that what she did uh, didn't do any good? It must have done some good. It certainly mm -hmm. didn't do any harm. He had no reaction to this, uh, you know, not even choking, which is something that I had considered was a possibility, and I warned her about that. But no, no problem. And um, this person, by the way, uh, could use some help. There's somebody that if we uh, set up a, uh, how do you say, a donation box 
for people in, in dire straits. This is a person that I have with a friend of mine. We've stepped forward and put some money out to help this person. The government is helping, fortunately. We have a, a decent uh, uh, system in this country, as such as it is, for you know, helping people with welfare and uh, you know, job training and this sort of thing because she needs a job. And uh, this woman has experience. Uh, she's, not in, she's not a dummy. And uh, she's a very intelligent woman. And whoever has her as an employee would be very lucky. Mm -hmm. So if anybody there needs somebody who has uh, um, good office work, knows legal stuff and, uh, and stuff, on the next program maybe I'll have a little more information just to give you an idea of what this lady can do. Uh, and maybe somebody may have a job for her. Perfect. All right. So, uh, yeah, and that's a good point, too. Um, we always we're, we're talking about, you know, natural health, health freedom and things like that on the show. And uh, it's good to note that we are not offering medical advice on this show. This is a show for informational purposes. It's um, possibly entertaining for some people mm -hmm. and uh, and and informative. But we do not uh, address specific medical issues. No. In I'm, the not in the, I'm not in the business of doing surgery or amputations or transplants or anything like that. I can give you information uh, to go to certain physicians who I believe can be very helpful in terms of what they, uh, what they have within their armamentarium as far as healing is concerned. But uh, that's as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Always, no matter what you're dealing with, it's good to deal with a qualified medical practitioner, healthcare mm -hmm. practitioner, like a medical doctor, naturopath, or other And there uh, are some very good medical doctors out there, I can tell you, uh, who do know that vitamins have a role to play in nutrition and, uh, and should definitely be used. And not only vitamins, but herbs, too. Mm -hmm. you know, I have some physician friends that uh, do things like chelation therapy, and they've, they've turned people right around. Yep. There's all sorts people of... People that were uh, doomed to be in a wheelchair for the rest of their life. There's all sorts of stories and uh, testimonials that people have for these these types of therapies. And uh, we've, we've talked about quite a few of them in the past, and we're, we're going to talk about more in the future. But, uh, you know, um, Dr. Jonathan Wright comes to mind down in, in uh, Washington. Uh, the... the um, uh, late, late uh, Dr. Hoffer uh, and Dr. Linus Pauling and various other people uh, who have uh, pioneered these therapies and have proven that, uh, that they work. So I have several issues of the Townsend letter for doctors and uh, this is actually... Uh, published um, uh, in the Washington State. And I would like to s offer it uh, available. I have several issues that I, I just, I'm, I'm in the midst of having to downsize. You know, I, I'm... In I, I, I remember I helped Croft uh, move <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And Croft has literally a library in his in his home. Uh, 
how many books y'all see? Uh, like, uh, I couldn't believe how many books he had all, you know, to do with natural health and, you know, magazines and everything like that. It was just, uh, I said, no wonder you're the walking encyclopedia of, of, of natural health. <laughs> well, it catches up with you. And as you get older and you know that uh, you've got to downsize. I mean, if I drop dead t- tomorrow, my family is not going to be very happy with me. Uh, <laughs> I've got a big pile of stuff for them to clean up. I'd like to get it downsized now. And uh, I, I've got, as I said, probably about... Uh, good 10 years of the Townsend letter for doctors. They're in mint condition. How about, why don't, why don't you make a list of, of what you have and we can um, put it up uh, and people can, uh, can you know, acquire some books and magazines by, sure. do, by donation. Yeah, uh, to help, that would sure help. To help you it out. Would help and me out uh, because, believe me, uh, as much as I'm grateful for the Canada Pension Plan, uh, it doesn't go very far and... Uh, as everybody knows, the cost of living goes up and up. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll do that for the next episode. And uh, it looks like we are running out of time here. So uh, I guess we'll bring the episode to a close. Well, I want to thank those who have been able to join in uh, and uh, hear the program. Uh, we'd like to hear from you, that is for certain. And uh, we definitely want to uh, have an interchange. So don't forget... Uh, you can contact me at croft.woodruff at gmail.com. And um, I'd be very glad to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, call into the show at one 636 1474 And uh, leave a message and we will play it in the show. Also, if you have a topic that you're very well versed on, we can bring you in as a guest. We would like that, definitely. I, I could think of a couple of people right now that I'd uh, like to have on the show. <laughs> well, let's do it. Yes. Okay, we'll see you again next week.